0: You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money, Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. <laughs> my name's Shoe Money, Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. Bitch. I'll show you how to get rich too. You wanna get the
1: things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. Today I'm pleased to have James Carner from eHygienics, and what they do over there—it's a the service that I use—and they have really enlightened me a lot into cleaning off females and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so James, thanks for coming on the show today. Jeremy, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Um, I originally met you, I think, down in—I want to say—was it? It was Vegas, I think, and it was at a BMI. Brandon Rosen's event, and uh, we got together. We started talking about stuff, and it was right when I was launching my email uh, platform. Mm -hmm. And so as we were talking, and you were kind of – you really like enlightened me a lot about, like, man, there's no service out there that really does – like integrated into a lot of the email platforms and, you know, and and you had so much experience with bulk mailing and stuff like that. And I was like, well, if we can take some of the expertise from bulk mailing and apply it towards a general platform, really keeping it clean, it would be even that much better. So that's how I originally met James. And so he was, um, I've been using his service, uh, for a while and it's, it's really good stuff, but I brought him on mostly to share his knowledge because he's the smartest guy I know about, email marketing, keeping your list clean, deliverability, staying off the radar, not getting in trouble. Now, I know most of you out there listening are just general run-of-the-mill, you know, guys like me having an email newsletter and stuff like that, but you're still at risk. So, James, for those of you, for those listeners out there who don't know who you are, can you just talk a little bit about your background?
2: Absolutely. Uh, my name is James Carner. My company is ehygienics.com. Um, you can spell that E-H-Y-G-I-E-N-I-C-S.com. And what we do is we are a professional email list hygiene provider. Companies will give us a list of email addresses, and what we do is we scrub and remove any threats that an email marketer may have if they start emailing any fashion of either uh, through t- t- types of programs like MailChimp or Constant Contact or um, heavy robust systems like Power MTA, those types of systems where um, you know they're sending. Uh, A High volume of of advertisements. And what we do is we remove uh, all types of threats like protesters, um, which the industry used to call screamers or complainers. Um, On top of that, we remove um, any type of a bait or a trap that is set by any type of spam advisory. These spam advisories, there's over 400 of them. And what I do is I look for information about these spam advisories, do some private investigative work, and add their IPs to our system. So, what we do is we remove the the, the traps, complainers, bounces, litigators, so that when an email marketer uh, can hit the send button, they have peace of mind knowing that they're not going to run into any issue. And with over 50 clients that we have currently. Um, on a monthly basis to pay us for unlimited scrubbing um, because we're a subscription-based company. We haven't had any of our clients have any issues with spam traps um, or hitting any type of spam advisory. So cleaning your list is absolutely 100% important, and that's what we do. Yep. So just to to kind of explain and break down um,
1: for a lot of casual listeners, so like a lot of things you're talking about is like honeypots or like high frequency people that are known to just constantly hit the spam button, you know, and just all kinds of other things threat um strings is kind of I think how you guys refer to them as, but they're you know anything that could indicate a problem now, I know some people out there could be thinking like, well, that's not me, I have a you know this opt in and then I started emailing them and stuff like that, but guess what? you can go somewhere and download you know a bunch of do not contact emails. And upload them to your list, and you're done. You will be yes. shut down, and you will be done. Absolutely. So, so for those out there, it's it's really important that you do kind of keep your list clean. Um, it's it's something that I had somebody do that to me when I was with a Weber once. Um, on my, uh, I had a single opt in, and and people, somebody downloaded a suppression list. And these are all people that are unsubscribed or went crazy or whatever. Uh oh. And uploaded it to my list. And it was actually, it wasn't even a single, it was a double opt in. Cause mm-hmm. that's another thing I wanna talk about too. But, but, mm-hmm. um, so basically then it was just on that confirmation email. Whoever calls me and they're like, we've deactivated your accounts, so you figure this out. And I was like, figure what out? I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it can happen to anyone out there. And, um, you know, and anyone out there, as soon as you get big enough, you'll become a target. And it's a, now you're seeing with the, with the negative SEO stuff of people nuking other people's site, going against Google's guidelines. And now, you know, obviously this email thing has been around way longer than that.
2: Yeah, well, what's interesting is there's been a major shift in email marketing that we've seen, a new trend. What used to be lots of clients would come to us on a monthly basis who had databases of over 20 million. Um, and most of these companies would purchase, buy, rent, sell, lease, however they receive these databases, it's not, or any of our business. Um, however, they would approach us with these lists and scrub them, and then they would try to grab their opens and clicks out of that. But what we've seen is um, it's not heavy bulk email marketers anymore that's running into issues with spam advisories. We're finding uh, very small companies. Uh, for example, there's a company um, that comes to mind who came to us, found us on, online through uh, searching for uh, list hygiene. Um, they were a East Coast company, very small, a metal manufacturing company, and they had a list of people that they met at a trade show, and they used to send to the list all the time. Well, it turns out that um, spam advisories – and I'm not going to mention any names. I don't think that's important, but spam advisories are now purchasing expired domains, and what this means is – they're activating the SMTP portals through these expired domains, and if anybody sends an advertisement through there, and then if the spam advisory considers that to be a spammer or information related to a spammer, that could really hurt that that small business. And we're finding a lot of small businesses are coming to our company um, with with. Uh, exclamation points up in the air saying, what is going on? We're, we're not a spammer. We, we have a list of people we met at a trade show. Why can I not send an email to these? And we're talking very small lists of like 16,000 people, sometimes even 2,000 people. So scrubbing is now not just a thing of the past for large legacy databases. Email hygiene right now is so important for very small lists. And we're finding that anywhere between 20 to 30 companies on a weekly basis are coming to us saying, I just have this small list of less than 20,000. How can I have ran into a spam trap? Well, unfortunately, most of the ISPs that are out there are demanding more filtering, more protection, more uh, antivirus, more blocking. And um, these, uh, these, Spam advisories have been teaching these ISPs new algorithms and techniques on how to block a majority of advertisers. So with new algorithms and filtering techniques and also the, the shortage of IP addresses, uh, it's getting harder and harder for email marketers to send email and get their information out there. So that's why email list hygiene right now at this point for any company who is looking to send email through their system, they have to scrub their list. Right. and And –
1: for those that're listening, I mean, I think my list was like seventy five thousand um who you know that I had in there, and that was that was i would i would scrub it back to people that haven't opened and clicked for so long, but i didn't really do any hygiene on it and I did um with the hygienic um system i mean i took off i think it took off probably like twenty thousand people off that list, and i was at first I was like well shit that's a lot of people, mm-hmm. but you know after doing that and then emailing them out for i don't know a month or two i mean i saw quite an increase in ip reputation and just overall deliverability and um most we measure deliverability a little differently we measure it mostly by engagement rather than deliverability because there's some opens clicks whatever's um more about conversions and engagement so yeah i mean it's it it was really interesting to see the rise um, after we implemented that. So for most people, I think the the dangers. I mean, obviously the biggest dangers. Your well, the the most obvious danger is deliverability. Your deliverability goes down. Maybe you get kicked off of a lot of the shared IP networks. Um, but if you have your own IP, then you're
2: hosed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And if I could just go back to when you mentioned you uploaded a database. They had a certain amount. We took a lot out. Um, A lot of of companies are in a hurry to send their data and to send their advertisements, and they don't really realize that with our company, we have to customize a campaign with them. Uh, Our system set a default to remove as many uh, uh, threats as we possibly can so that when you are a returning client, you will not have issues. But – when we kind of understand your your company and what you're doing and where you're getting the data, how you're sending the data, once we can get a real good figure on that, then we can tweak the system and remove only the stuff that really needs to be removed. And we found that when clients sit down and talk to us and we customize their campaign, we don't remove a lot of data. They're actually a lot happy and pleased. And that's something that, you know, I've, I've noticed that our competitors will talk about and say, oh, you know, yeah, e-hygienics, they 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 remove a lot of data. We don't. Well it's really important to uh, understand that we can customize any campaign that comes in through our system. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you
1: about was um, as far as like the risk, I mean, the first obvious one is deliverability, but I mean, like what kind of legal risks can there be to like, if someone just uploads a, you know, a a well-known, you know, with a bunch of FTC attorneys or, you know, FTC agents or something like that to your list. I mean, like what, what's kind of the the legal stuff you've seen?
2: There are a handful of states in the United States of America that have certain types of, uh, we will call it um, legalities when it comes to email marketing. Um, Let's just say California, for example, they have certain types of criteria where, The people have to be opted into one website, and that one one website um, has only permission to send them that information. Um, There can be fines if if a person purchases that list or sells that list to an email marketer and they send an advertisement to that email and they don't recognize it. um, They can be fined up to $30,000 depending on how the uh, – the 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 legal attorney takes and approaches the uh, argument, so it really depends um there's other states where um they're they're charging per email basis or like per offense um, and it really depends on the state and what kind of um, uh, legislator that they have in place but You know, you have to know who those people are who are actually um, geared up to sue email marketers. There's one of them that comes to mind in California. I'm not going to name any names, but you have to know who these litigators are. And out of all the states, we know every state which has issues with the legalities of, of any type of email market or considered quote or finger quote spam. What we do is we study who those litigators are and then we filter. Filter their IP addresses, so when we scrub, we we remove their stuff. Okay, we got to take a quick break. Um, we'll see you guys back in a
1: minute. Time to cash more checks.
0: Shoe money will be back on WebmasterRadio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday
1: Shoe Money on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Talking email and cleaning up your list and why you want to keep it clean. It makes me think of that outcast song. So fresh and so clean, clean.
2: <laughs>
1: you ever heard that, James?
2: Uh, yes I have.
1: It's a good song. So <clears throat> you guys should have that on your uh your ring when you when you call you guys. That'd be awesome. So that would be. <laughs> All right. Talking uh email with James Carner of eHygienics dot com. Um, so did I say it right there?
2: Yeah. Hygienics. 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 I
1: always mess that up. Hygienics. That's okay. Um, okay. So one of the things we talked about first, I, I definitely want to cover the Canadian anti-spam law or, or however that goes, because that's a, been a big um, topic of discussion. Came out a while ago, but you know, still waves being made about it. But first, um, one of the things that happened in the last year, I think, or so, was Yahoo. Um, actually, saying if you haven't logged into your account so long, then we're going to, you know, reclaim that account. Yes. And I think maybe some others have followed. Um, now, how bad? I mean, like, what? A lot of people have come up with these theories of, okay, well, they're going to use those, and if you deliver to those, it's clear that you're not cleaning your email list and stuff like that. How dangerous do you think that is?
2: Well, there's lots of forums out there, and when someone let's just say like 10 years ago, they were at one time, they had a Yahoo address or a Hotmail address or an AOL address. And, um, they were, they had some question concerning their computer and they say, well, you know, contact me. Here's my email address. Well, there, there are illegal bots that are out there that, um, pull down email addresses and and send a a spam directly to it. Those are the types of companies we don't like to work with. We don't want to work with, we work with, you know, companies who have legitimate opt-in lists. Where they get their list is you know, none of our business, but as long as it has opt-in information, we're good to go to clean it. Um, so with that in mind, there are certain companies, ISPs, large email providers, call them hammies. Hotmail, AOL, MSN, Yahoo, uh, Gmail. Uh, about I would say three years ago, Yahoo came up with an idea of turning on all of their bounces and you know any um, inactive domain or inactive email addresses that they had from people who closed their accounts and thought it'd be a good way to filter spam. And um, by filtering spam, what they're doing is they're just opening up a floodgate of spam coming into these email addresses to capture uh uh keywords, uh capture uh domains, capture IP addresses so they can block them so that their users won't receive as much spam because it's hard to just go out there and create your own blacklist. Uh so what they do is they just turn on uh, domains. So when it comes to you know those types of um re, you know reclamation email addresses the same thing can apply. If they decide to open up you know 10 email addresses uh, that were, you know, reclaimed by them or closed the account, however they do it. Uh, you can, if you have those in your your email address, you could, uh, get yourself in trouble because, um, one, most of those, uh, companies, they don't want to have any issues with, uh, spam advisories. So what they'll do is they'll report directly to the largest spam advisories and they'll say, look, we're getting a lot of, um, spam coming in from, uh, you know this IP range. You know, can you take a look at that? So those are the types of things you definitely want to you know be careful of. Unfortunately, to clean against those things, unless it's set up to where it it sends back a, a an actual bounce. You know, the only way you're gonna it, it gonna get those traps is to hit those traps. And we have a, a, a pool of clients that. Uh, we've trusted for a very long time, and, and they've been giving us um, their list of traps, uh, Hammy, AOL, uh, you know, your Hotmail, AOL, MSN, Yahoo, et cetera, that we've, um, that we've you know, accumulated in the list and we scrub against. So unfortunately, the only way to get those traps is to hit those traps. And cleaning out as many bounces as you possibly can from your list is, uh, is a good way to go.
1: And so let's talk about the Canadian spam law because, or the anti-spam law or whatever, because I noticed a lot of really weird stuff and I wrote about it, about some funny things that I thought, but it's quite a bit different. So for those out there, I mean, do you want to just kind of give a general overview about what it is and why they did it?
2: There's, there are a lot of anti-spam people living in Canada. I can't tell you the number of it, but they live there and a lot of them have a lot of pull when it comes to um if they you know if they find some somebody they think is a spammer they can get that email marketer in a lot of trouble so let's just say canada is a focal point for places where they do a lot of spam filtering and if you send an email from like america into uh canada and you hit one of the traps that are set up um, according to the Canada Anti-Spam Law, they have the right to um, subpoena you to the Canadian courts. Now, you know, if you're in the United States, the, the you're going to have to do some research on legalities of that. You know, if you going to Canada is, you know, if, if that's legal, if it's not legal, I don't know. But according to Castle, if you send an email inside Canada from so basically a Canada company sends an email to either consumer or business, and um, that person did not. Sign up, and they, that that uh, the email marketer can't prove it, then it's a million dollar fine. So it's it's probably one of the biggest fines anybody has ever, or any country has ever uh, put into effect. And there's two other countries that come to mind that are really stiff on their uh, on their um, anti spam. One of them is uh, is uh, the UK, and the other is um, Australia. But none of them have ever hit you know actually put to, you know a million dollar fine, so it's really important right now that if you're an email marketer and you have ads, I would not send any advertisements into Canada. Um, unless you're sending an advertisement from Australia or <laughs> from the UK um, or from you know Germany or or the Ukraine or from China, it doesn't really matter. But you know, it just depends on the international law if they're going to subpoena you. But they probably will. And I think Canada in the future is going to be, um, I, I would say, a, a very big headache for email marketers because all, all it's going to take is one email marketer to send from the United States or from Canada into Canada. Um, to To be proven as whatever if you know according to the castle writers it 's quote spam they 're going to have to face face some some legalities to that, and what happens to that company is going to you know be a pretty big factor in email marketing in the following uh, uh, years to come you know one of the biggest
1: things <clears throat> I thought about it was.
2: I mean, it, it was kind of such a
1: huge net of stuff, and one of the lines, and I'm I'm quoting from the uh, from the actual policy from the the website at um, fightspam.gc.ca, was. Um, you know, it said the new law will apply to any electronic message that encourages participation in a commercial activity regardless of whether there's an expectation of profit. Typical messages include any means of telecommunication, SMS, social networking websites, URLs, and other locators, applications, blogs, voice over IP, any other current and future internet and wireless communication. Wow. That's yeah. a big net of shit.
2: Yeah, it's 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 stiff. And they're the only only country that's, you know, kicked it up a notch. And the only reason why is because, you know, a lot of um a lot of uh, spam advisory uh spam fighters and volunteers actually live there and they hate spam. And you know, everybody hates spam. I, I haven't met one person that said, Oh, spam's great. Um it's just one of those things where there there's this there's this uh, gray line between spam fighters and and uh and email marketers and you know, how you can, how you can determine, you know, the philosophy between the both. And, and there is never going to be an agreement between them because, you know, once, once a spam fighter, always a spam fighter and what, 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 what they would consider spam, they're not going to let go of. And so you're always going to have that battle. And this war has started ever since 1996, you know, when, when, um you know, the, the, the NANE members got together in a, in a, uh, uh, online forum and, and started figuring out ways of how to combat this problem. And so, unfortunately, you know, it, it, if you're an email marketer, you're going to come across, you know, some of these spam fighters. And especially with the castle thing, uh, you know, any type of marketing you do into Canada, you know, you better you better think twice.
1: All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I've got a few messages from people here about questions, so that'd be good. Um, when we come right back, we'll have more with James Karn from. Ehygenics.com. Time to cash up
0: checks. Shoe Money will be back on Webmaster radio.fm Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Oh. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. ninjas.com.
1: Here's more of the shoe money show. My,
0: my, my. Monday Shoe Money
1: on Webmaster Hey everybody, welcome back. Um talking email with James Carner, me hygienics. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really pretty enlightening. One of the questions that got tweeted to me was, "If you guys have API access, and should it be put on the front like a firewall? Like, is it? I think they're asking, is it responsive?"
2: Okay. Yeah, we have uh, two different types of APIs. One of them is an FTP API, where a lot of our clients—I would say twenty of them—use this. Um, a lot of them, data providers, um, um, bulk email marketers. And uh, what it's based of is um, we write post get scripts. They write post get scripts. Most of them are pretty much written. Um, we get to our programmer to with their programmer, and they just uh, fix it up. And um, you just basically post a file to it. Our system pulls it, scrubs it, sends it back. Uh, and we can we can scrub files um, uh, probably about ten million records in an hour with our current server system setup. So we, we, we scrub lots of data, I mean, gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs, almost, um, I would say, probably 30 gigs on a weekly basis of data. So, um, and then the real-time API, which is um, what it is, real-time, we can actually check and uh, ping against information of 9 gigs of suppressions, uh, meaning we have, um, I would say, uh, uh, 9 million uh, spam cops. Uh, that, that we ping against, um, our bounces we ping against, our complainers list we ping against, not including the spam advisory IP addresses that we ping against. We could do that within within a, uh, half a second. So the real-time API is, is very popular. We have lots of clients that are on monthly subscriptions where um, they have it set up where we're, we're pinging against their email address uh, An email address, and it's usually hooked up to form pages or e- email systems themselves when they u- upload data. So, yeah, we have uh, those two types of APIs. They're very popular, and um, it's not really hard to set up. And so, I mean, do you
1: recommend, like, what's the the general response time? Like, if someone were to put this as a firewall before it entered their system, I'm guessing that would be the most practical way to do it. Um, is, it is it pretty real time?
2: Yeah, it's, it's half a second, and um, we have programmers that are working on trying to speed that up. But, you know, again, you're scrubbing against nine gigabytes worth of information. So we consider half a second pretty darn cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the software is excellent, and, um, you know, there are some clients who want it even faster, and um, we're, we're working on programs right now to, uh, you know, uh, try to make it even faster than that. Awesome, um, and so let's let's see here. Covered
1: a lot of different things here, and we're now at the thirty-minute mark. Time goes super super fast. So for those, I think you know we we, we kind of like to. I don't like to put people on a spot with like give your one best tip or whatever or something like that. Because I mean, what do you tell people? Don't eat yellow snow. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, for I'm sure you get a lot, and and I know I had a bunch of of questions for you as well when we were going down this path, and and you helped me a lot. But for someone. You know, out there, is there any like your biggest no nos to do?
2: Um, biggest no nos? E- email marketing is just a lot harder than it was five years ago, even more harder than it was 10 years ago. There is no set it and forget it. Um, I'm the kind of person that is very, very, very passionate about removing threats from email marketing lists. I, I have a passion about doing research about spam advisories and my number one goal is to remove as many threats as we possibly can and have a client come back and, and be extremely happy. And you know, our attention retention rate has been anywhere between 70 to 90%, meaning 70, 70% of the people who use us automatically come back and are happy with our system. Of course, like any other business, we can't, can't please everyone, and I'm not saying that we're the best hygiene company out there. All I can tell you is that I have a passion for this. I love scrubbing lists. E Hygienics is the, the most favorite thing I've ever put together, and I'm just proud to be a part of it. And, you know, as far as, you know, a, a thing not to do, I would say, you know, you, you can't email market anymore without scrubbing your lists. Even if it's opt in, wherever you get your list is always going to be questionable. So be careful. Be careful. Scrub your list, and you'll be happy.
1: Yep. Everybody, don't look at your computer from that Skype thing. That was me messaging James. So I, I love that. I watch A movie or something and i hear some little skype thing or some instant message thing all right gosh do i digress easy thanks everyone for listening thank you james so much for coming on the show and uh everybody next week we'll see you with another great guest again um thanks to all our sponsors contact sales at webmaster radio advertised and uh explode your business because it's the most awesome podcast ever bye